Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Today on Nurse News Analysis with myself and Kimberly Overton, we're going to discuss the term syndemic that has been popularized in the news recently and how multiple societal issues have impacted our world. We're also going to discuss my month-long overseas trip to four different countries where COVID-19 and the experimental injections were not marketed to the public. Our time at Turning Point USA's AmFest this weekend, the Pope's blessing same-sex marriages, a young nurse dying while at cardiac training and needing resuscitation by her colleagues, and a Kaiser nurse who was retaliated against for exposing patient safety issues and awarded $41 million. And if we have time, which I'll try to make it because this one is quite comical, an end of the year flashback where nurses answered the question, how did your job award you for being essential and what type of pizza did you get? (laughs) You know, we laugh about it, guys, but I mean, essentially, it's just nuts because, yeah, well, we'll get into it. Let's first um, talk, Kimberly, about the term syndemic, which is defined by two or more illness states interacting poorly with each other and negatively influencing the mutual course of each disease trajectory. So in other words, like if you had COVID-19 and the flu at the same time, correct? Is that, is that what we're, the term syndemic, I, I've been in healthcare for 27 years. Personally, I've never, I'm not familiar with it. Have you heard of it? No, I mean, and if I break it down, even without Google it, Googling it, I see uh, sin, right? Which is like, like synergistic, yeah, I think. Together. So like two or more or right together and, uh, um, endemic, which is, you know, an issue within society. So two or more issues within society. Um, you know, I went a little bit further and uh, it gave an example of psychodynamic syndemic theory. And this definition is someone who has societal or social anxiety and struggles to interact with each other. They may be experiencing fixation or a blockage and will need to work through the conscious and unconscious associations causing the anxiety. So let's start there, right? We have this pandemic that immediately, immediately from the onset caused anxiety. Anxiety causes stress, 
whenever your immune system is, um, you know, is attacked with anything, if you have stress automatically takes a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Automatically, automatically. So, you know, what, when I think about all of the different social issues that are plaguing our world, we, I, I automatically think of anybody that has a cold or sniffle, right? Um, causing stress. I think of what we're doing to our children in terms of telling them that, you know, God made a mistake and they could be a boy or a girl and allowing, you know, essentially this to really plague our school systems, right? Like we are allowing, you know, boys going into girls restrooms and the vice versa. Um, you know, we we've created the fear with the masking and the social distancing. And then we have COVID-19 and now like white lung disease. I mean, where, where does it end? Yeah. I've never seen so much um, anxiety in this younger generation. When I was uh, working and doing telephone triage nursing, I had um, so many, I had heard from so many younger people, probably 18 to 25. And I actually had people who were fearful of catching COVID because they spoke with somebody on the phone. Yes. Like they thought COVID could travel through the phone. I mean, this is the level of anxiety. Um, I've had people that would not leave their homes. I had people that were wearing masks. We've all seen them in yeah. their car by themselves. Um, so the level of anxiety that this has caused is, I mean, to, it's it's hard to uh, say this isn't a PSYOP operation. You know, it, it absolutely is. Um, but the, and it's so wide ranging, like you said, all of these different topics that you talk about when we talk about, um, what they're doing to our children in the schools and then just the medical anxiety and all of it is just the perfect storm. Yeah. Uh, perfect compliance. storm is a good word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a perfect storm for, for compliance. Yes. For compliance. And then we have the, the testing, right. That still kills me. Uh, still doing this, Jody. They are still right. testing. I just saw it in my Facebook newsfeed today and somebody said, Oh, did you test negative? We'll test again in a couple of days. Wait, it's no stop, stop testing. It. <laughs> it, it's crazy how we, I mean, we, again, let's go back to syndemic, right. And then let's talk about it in terms of COVID. We created this epidemic in our society um, that, well, now I guess they're saying it's, you know, because we're, we're going to live with this forever. And if we're going to continue to test, use a test that's experimental, that was never intended to diagnose or treat, um, or really have any impact, um, we, uh, we're not going to stop. This is not going to stop. And then they're, you know, now we have this three in one test, RSV, flu, COVID, and, you know, it's experimental. Yeah, absolutely. I have a real problem with the testing because as you know, when I was in the ICU and it may have been the same for you as well, when these patients are getting these positive COVID tests, it, it just seriously puts a bounty on their head because that positive COVID test is in some cases, and I'll just use Tennessee as an example, because I know those numbers off the top of my head, uh, $266,000, mm -hmm. you know, all total. That's what that, that positive COVID test is worth. They're not reliable. If you're sick, stay home and treat the symptoms. Right. 
the, it's not going to change. The positive test isn't going to change how you're going to treat. So. Right. Why exactly. It? It, it, it's almost like people have it as like a badge, like, yeah. oh, I know I'm, I'm COVID positive. I, I got COVID again. I mean, that to me is like, oh, okay. So first of all, you took the injections, you took your boosters and now you're on your fifth round of a COVID, but it could be worse if they weren't vaccinated. They know they might be dead. Right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> if I hear that one more time, I swear. Yeah. And then they keep saying, well, I'm positive. I mean, it, it's just, it's insanity is what it is yeah. doing the same thing over and over. over and over and expecting a different result. Um, but I don't think they're expecting a different result. I think that they want to test positive. They do. I, and it's, it's this just strangest thing to me. I don't understand, but it's like you said, a badge of honor. Like I have COVID for the 50th time. I've had COVID one time. It took me three years to get it. Um, I had it once. I'm not, obviously I'm not vaccinated. I had it one time and it was a one and done type deal. So how did you know you had it? Immunity. I did take it. To- <laughs> oh God. Once, I know. I, know. <laughs> I did. I, I admit it. I took a test. I took the one test. Um, Dr. McCullough had me take a test at his house. Um, I wasn't going to, but you know, doctor's orders and all that. So, well, but again, it's, I mean, we love McCullough. Right. We so, love him, but exactly. it's like, why was he even yeah. saying take a test? I don't know, but I was like, I was so sick. I was like, oh, whatever, whatever. I was like, okay, if, if it'll make it easier, yeah. um, we'll take the test. So, but I like literally barely like <laughs> stuck it in my nose. I was like blowing my nose on it. Well, and, and yes, and, and it, that's another thing. Okay, so. And that's different. That was an at-home test versus going to the hospital and padding numbers too. So well, like I'm that, not going in with a with a bounty on my head. Sure. Well, and people say, well, I didn't go anywhere to take it. I have a bunch of tests that are that I have at home. Yeah. I don't, none of them are approved. That is the whole point. And even furthermore, McCullough was not going to do anything different for you. Right, right. Exactly. If you were positive or if you we were weren't. just going to treat. So I, I didn't really understand that. But, you know, like I said, I was sick and oh, God, I was so sick um, that I just was like, OK, whatever. And I, I did take it. I've never taken another one and I never would take another one. Yeah. Um, there's no and to me. There's no point. There's no point. Just, I mean, I, I take the hydroxychloroquine and call it a day. Yeah, I remember I got sick the first time in December of 21 when I went to visit my friends in Chicago for a birthday party. And there were like 10 of girls and they were all injected. And um, and we were in this dark. Well, darkness doesn't really matter, but we were upstairs <laughs> in Chicago at a, a club listening to a band play. And I I remember walking in there and it's hot, right? Because they have the heat on and it's packed and everybody is just like shoulder to shoulder and we're singing like cover. Yes. (laughs) REO Speedwagon songs to at the top of our lungs. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if there is someone sick in this place, Every single one of us are going to get it, no matter what it is, right? right? Because it's cold and flu season. And wouldn't you know it? I just, I mean, I was so sick. And and at that time, I didn't really know much about shedding and, and all of that. But, you know, that's something kind of important to bring up when we're talking about syndemic, right? Because we know that the virus 
the reason why mRNA technology was never before used prior to COVID is because it didn't work um, on a coronavirus. Coronavirus, aka being the common cold. Yes. And we could not, um, you know, the coronavirus mutates so quickly that there was no way to come up with an injection for it, right? Or a vaccine, let's call it a vaccine. And um, and now we know with all of these injections and boosters and different um, variants that people are injecting into themselves that it creates this like vir- viral escape or immune escape, if you will. And more diseases are, are you know, being... Um, are coming out of that. Right. And, um, so, okay, let, let's close this up because I, I really, it's hard for me to talk about it. Any, anything you want to say insanity that's, that's <laughs> I was talking about it over and over. You're like, let's don't get any more tests. Like, and end of story. <laughs> yeah. No more tests. No treat, treat the symptoms. Early treatment. That's the key. Early mm-hmm. intervention. Right. With like supplements, right. Vitamin C, vitamin D. This is what I do. You know, we're not giving you medical advice, but I'll up my vitamin C, um, and my vitamin D. I try to make sure that I keep my vitamin D levels up because it's really hard to do that thing. And that's why, and, and, um, we will give you medical advice over at remnantnursing.org. We have great practitioners. That's my little plug. Um, but I will say, because you know, we don't want to over supplement either. Do you even need that supplement? We're going to order a testing and we're going to, you know, find out what you're lacking, what you need. All of our care plans are individualized, but get it on the front end prevention and getting your immune system, uh, you know, up and running at, at its utmost is, is the only way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Guys. Um, you know, we, we also have, um, Cofix RX, which is one of our family of sponsors. And you can use that um, to the, the dilute povidone iodine solution to decrease your viral load. So even if you do get sick, usually the course will be much less uh, because you were proactive in your care. Another thing that I recommend is nebulizing with 3% saline um, because that is also known to thin out mucus and also to lower the viral load. Uh, people also use the neti pot. Um, and that's like just good respiratory hygiene. So if you're worried about issues that affect your respiratory tract, then do what makes sense for your respiratory tract, which is your nose and your mouth and, and, um, Cofix RX, dilute povidone iodine, um, 3%, high, uh, saline. Uh, we also, you know, people talk about when they have a sore throat and stuff to gargle with salt water. Um, salt water has a lot of benefits in it too. So, all right, let's move on. I just returned home from a month long overseas trip backpacking with my son, um, who turned 14. Both of us celebrated our birthdays while we were overseas. We started out in Colombia at mountains of hope. And I'm going to do a show just um, on that alone. Kimberly and I and several others uh, went to their inaugural retreat and it was just amazing. And then after we left there, we went to Barcelona, to Rome, Athens and Crete. 
And then on the way back home, stopped in London, uh, New York, where we spent some time there, 12 hours each in each place, and then and then returned back to Arizona. But I'm going to tell you, it was so nice being away from seeing marketing from Big Pharma. There was no marketing at all from Big Pharma, not COVID, not high blood pressure, not any of that. We did not see it on the planes, the trains, the automobiles. I mean, it was really nice. I think, and I, can't, I don't remember the numbers and the stats, but I think I know that the U.S. is going to be um, the highest cons- uh, as far as consuming pharmaceutical projects. Product, product. Yeah. Give me. Well, it is a project. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Give me more coffee. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny because Italy. You were in Italy, so you're saying there wasn't a whole lot of propaganda. There was zero. And it's interesting because if you remember, Italy took a hit very early on, and they lost quite uh, a lot of of um, Italian citizens. So it's interesting that they have figured it out. It seems. Well, it did. And and one of our tour guides, um, his name was Mike. We did take a tour to the Vatican. I at first was like, I don't even know if I want to be in this space. Um, but my son wanted to see it. And and I thought, OK, well, it has been around for a long, long time. Wouldn't be good. But Mike is um, a 20 year American citizen there. OK. And he moved from Ohio in his early 20s and has been there for 20 years. And he told me that. I said, well, how, how was COVID? And he said, well, you know, it, it, it was crazy. He spent most of his time doing underground club parties. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. He said, I made a lot of money. We made a lot of money. We, um, a lot of us did not, su- um, subscribe mm-hmm. to, the narrative and um and we we continued living our life I, I i saw a few old circles six foot distancing circles mm-hmm. but they really did a lot of work to um you know to remove that type of stuff yeah yeah they didn't talk there was no six foot distancing you know even when we're standing in these long lines none of that my favorite thing from um, the the as far as absurdities goes is the the one way um, arrows at the yes. grocery stores. I thought that was a ridiculous thing ever. If I had a favorite thing that would be up. You gotta talk a little louder. Oh, sorry. We we lose we lose you. When... <laughs> sorry, I start trailing off. I'm just thinking of coffee again. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. So like here in America, I, I believe it was in the late '90s they allowed Big Pharma to uh, market right? To do marketing on their uh, drugs. You know, the ones that we would hear, oh, this could lower your blood pressure, but you could also become impotent and die. You know, (laughs) (laughs) at the end, we didn't see any of that with COVID, did we? No, no, that was interesting. It was Mm -hmm. go get your injection, not talking at all about side effects. So it, it very interesting how they allowed that to play out. Um, But I encourage everyone, you know, get out of our country, go experience the world, go see the sights, go walk around and do not wait until you are old, guys, because, you know, it's old over there. 
right? Thousands and thousands of years old and um, the streets are, are uneven and it's a lot of like bricks and and uh, yeah, like, and then a lot of stairs and, and hills that you have to climb all of those things. So don't wait. And I, I will say this too, you know, this was my trip to Colombia. That was my first time out of the country. I'm 46. Mm-hmm. That was my first time. I had never, I never even got my passport. I got my passport finally and traveled. And yeah, don't, don't wait to do these things. Um, because there's so much, I think we have this kind of arrogance in this country where we think everything is better here. Um, and everything else is like third world country, but it's really not that way. We were looking and talking about the healthcare system in Colombia is actually what, um, Oh yes. Way, way, I think way, they said like higher. ranked number like 18 or 16, something. I think. Yeah. Maybe. And a U.S. was like, in the 30s, 37, 38. Right. So, you know, we don't have the best of everything here. I think we have this just arrogance almost of like every we can't do anything unless it's here. Um, and I think that's true. No, I agree. I mean, you know, as far as, you know, we, we I, I actually talked to several people about what it was like in their medical um, going in for um, treatment. And they said, you know, it's a little slow to get started once you're in the hospital, you know, and then after that, they once, you know, you're their focus, they really take good care of you. Uh, and guys, we Americans died at much higher rates than anywhere else in the world. That's also something to be noted. What we did for everyone um, was just, it, it, you know, it, it killed a lot of people in my lawsuit, which I'll talk about that briefly. Uh, a federal judge awarded me well told IH or HHS that I made non-frivolous allegations subject to further proof and that they needed to hand over their entire agency document and they didn't. And then he sent them another warning that by the 15th of December, they needed to submit that the, their, um, agency files to me and they still haven't. Um, but my attorney will be filing a brief and, uh, we're moving. I know I look forward <laughs> to that. Well, speaking of that, we could talk about, um, the turning point USA yeah. America's fest this weekend. The reason why I went, uh, was because my attorney, Mike Yoder and James O'Keefe with, um, O'Keefe media group was going to be there. And I love to support the two of them. And, um, Kimberly, this was your first time. What, what were, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this was my first AmFest. I think I had another event last time I wasn't able to go. Um, I, you know, I love it. I love uh, seeing the energy from these young uh, kids who, you know, they were doing everything to have these, these kids just be completely apathetic to what's going on. But these, there's so much energy and there's, they're involved and they're aware and awake and absolutely love seeing that, love being around that energy. Um, because honestly, these younger generations, we give them a hard time sometimes, us yeah. Texas, don't we? But, you know, it's, it's good to see um, that level of involvement and excitement coming from these. So I thought it was great. I uh, loved getting to finally meet uh, James O'Keefe. I've not had the opportunity yet. So it was great to meet him and to meet Mike Yoder um, was an amazing. Yes, yeah. it was. He's fantastic. That is one badass, fearless attorney right there. Yes, absolutely. Both of them are, uh, you know, I, I talk with them both uh, pretty frequently and, 
Uh, I, I just am in awe of their courageous hearts and their fearless warrior spirit in sharing the truth. Um, you know, as well as I do, that there aren't many of us that are willing to risk it all and speak out against the the fear, the darkness, you know, we, we talk a lot on nurses out loud about shining our lights and exposing the darkness, you know, one little flicker of light in a dark room, you know, exposes it. And, you know, what Charlie Kirk has created with turning point USA and gathering the young people, right? Because it is, it's really, probably high school to college level it mostly um that that attend these events but it's so lovely mm -hmm. to see the energy you know he also um states on the website that the business dress is um or the dress dress is business casual mm -hmm. and you know it gives them an opportunity to you know level it up level up their dress to be dressed uh, you know and to dress up and mm -hmm. and represent yourself in in you know a, a more empowering way and then they have a host of speakers. Um, Tucker Carlson was there. Uh, uh, Prager, um, Carrie Lake, Roseanne spoke, Barr. Roseanne Barr. I, missed, I missed her speech. I hate that. Yes. I actually asked the, um, some of the young kids, like, what, what did you think of her? Cause we, we were doing media interviews, so we were busy, but they said she yells a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were quite familiar. I was like, okay, so yeah, she's Roseanne. Okay, <laughs> she's Roseanne. See, they don't know the Roseanne right. that we know. Right. But I said, did she talk a lot like this? <laughs> and they're like, yes. And it turned off, you know, a few of them. And then, you know, they they didn't listen to her message uh, because she is a, is pretty abrupt. Mm -hmm. You know, I think. Yeah, I mean. That's yeah, that's kind of her shtick. I mean, so yeah, but yeah, they're not familiar with her. They they so, weren't familiar. Yeah. Um, what else? So yeah, so James he he brought on stage uh, a couple of students that recorded what was happening in the in their universities with uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, talking, you know, talking down you know, to anybody that didn't subscribe with that belief and they recorded and exposed them. And he actually, you know, is empowering them like, and Charlie Kirk, listen, record your teachers, record the administrators, record, you know, your counselors when they're talking about this and, and let's expose it. We, you know, I have no aspirations for my son to go to a, a college like a typical college like that, because right. I think it's an indoctrination. Absolutely. It is. I mean, traits, unless you're going to get a degree, like if you're going for nursing, which I can't even, God, I, can't, I hate that. I can't even in good conscience recommend people to go to nursing school anymore. Right. You know, that, that just breaks my heart because I've, I, you know how much I love being a nurse and I, I know, and I understand that calling. Um, but well, gosh, we need to do something. That's on my bucket list, nursing school. Well, yes, on the other side of this break, we are going to talk about the nurse that was awarded $41 million. And, and let's talk about let's start the nursing school. I know, right? Maybe we, maybe we can hit her up. Let's connect. <laughs> 
All right, guys. So make sure that you are tuning in to AmericaOutloud.news. My favorite way to listen is going to the App Store, whether it's Google Play or Apple um, Apple Store, and downloading America Out Loud Talk Radio app. This way, it is on your phone, and whenever you're in the car, driving, or you're exercising, you're walking, you can just click on the app and listen to the show that is airing at the moment. We have 24-7 news coverage. And of course, Nurses Out Loud airs Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time with an encore at 11 p.m. Eastern. And all of our shows go to podcast as well. But we also have ASEA, who is our sponsor here on Nurses Out Loud? ASEA has an amazing redox cell signaling supplement, which a lot of people are not really familiar with what that even means. But essentially, it is a supplement that you take, um, literally salt water, okay, is what it is. Um, and you ingest two ounces in the morning and two ounces in the evening. And this goes through your entire body, targeting your cells at at the cellular level, which helps to um, hit that mitochondria, which is the power horse of the cell. And I don't want to make this too complicated for you guys, but if we, this is the only supplement that is targeted at a cellular level, which if you help all your cells, which that's all we are guys are trillions of specialized cells in our body. And whatever supplement or whatever addition, whatever nutrients you're bringing into it, it is just going to help you at that level. So that is ASEA. And if you go to the americaoutloud.shop, you will get the exclusive discount for America Out Loud Talk radio listeners. And we will be right back after the break. It's time and Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop. Look for ASEA cell signaling molecules liquid supplement and check out nurse michelle's recent favorite asia product renew 28 revitalizing redox gel because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when i broke my hip give it a try for your aches and pains and let nurses out loud hear how your health has improved World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical. 
but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. I'm Jody O'Malley with Kimberly Overton on our Thursday uh, show of Nurse News Analysis. This is a new format, guys, that we are doing um, on Tuesdays. We are answering your questions on the Nurse Q&A. And on Thursdays, we are covering um, topics of interest in the news on our nurse news analysis. So please, if there's any topics or any questions that you guys have for us, reach out to us, nurses at americaoutloud.com. We want to hear your story. We want to um, answer your most pressing questions. And we also want to invite you to be a guest co-host on Nurses Out Loud, where you can tackle some of these questions with us. And having said that, we are very interested in hearing from people that do not agree with us uh, because it is very important to have civil discourse and debate and discussion, especially if you are nurses or um, in the medical community at all, because that is the foundation of science. Absolutely. The very premise of the very premise of science, it's based on a question. So let's ask each other difficult questions. That's why I like to ask thought-provoking questions versus just, you know, coming at them with, with facts. I'm like, well, just how come everybody died that everybody that died, died in the hospital and now and nowhere else. Right. And just, and just ruminate on that for a few minutes, you know? Yes. And, and uh, I would love for people to come on and have a conversation with us. I've yet to find anybody to agree. Yeah. I had one. Um, that came on. That was a fantastic episode. I love that episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. uh, But, you know, there's another interesting thing that happened with that episode was that after I I didn't air it right uh, right away. It was a pre-recorded show because our our schedules, it was really hard to get our schedules together. And I tabled it for a week and then she reached out. No, she didn't reach out. She blew me up on social media saying that I didn't 
air the show because how, of how well she came back and oh debated gosh, me. Really? And I was like, girl, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, That's kind of funny. Wow. Um, I thought, I, okay, well, I thought that it, that went a little bit better, but I guess not. Well, it did. The discussion went really, really well. Safe, but yeah, she didn't come back with anything that was going to shoot you down. No, certain, so. no, no, not at all. Not at all. I because mean, we have facts. We have the facts and the data. And, you know, once you take the emotion out of it, um, you know, data, the data is what the data is. Yeah. Yeah. The size of the virus is the size of the virus. <laughs> and, you know, it's, exactly. Yeah. We were talking about masking yeah. on that. Uh, but let's, let's move along to the Pope, the Pope, the Catholic church guys. All right. So he formally approved letting Catholic priests bless same sex couples um, a radical shift in policy that aimed at making the church more inclusive while maintaining its strict ban on gay marriage. I, I also thought this was something that I'd like to discuss with you. Um, so he goes on to say that marriage is a lifelong union between a man and a woman, right? They reaffirm that. Um, but there's conditions for them to bless, um, bless these same sex couples. So what he does say is that it must not be tied to any specific Catholic Catholic or Catholic celebration or religious service and should not be conferred at the same time as a civil union ceremony. The blessings cannot use set rituals or even involve the clothing and gestures that belong in a wedding. So they're just looking for affirmation. Is that what it is? I, I'm so yeah, that's what it seems to me that they're just you know, recognizing that there are some people that belong, that are Catholic, mm -hmm. that are LGBTQ, and they want to have a formal um, acknowledgement of their love for each other. And, you know, he goes on to say that being homosexual isn't a crime. And it's not okay. in this day and age, thank mm -hmm. God, um, because that's horrible. And then he says, who am I to judge when it comes to the sexual orientation of priests? So I, I understand that. Yeah, I can understand where he's coming from. Um, and, and that, but I think that there's a difference between acceptance and affirmation. Right. Right. Um, we can accept people and love them for who they are. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that we, I mean, as a, as a priest, um, you're supposed to be affirming the word of God and the word of God is clear in this matters as far as I, yes. I um, church is for, is for everyone. Uh, you know, it's yes, that's right. Church is for everyone. It, it should be right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I would never. Yeah, that was weird. I heard, uh, uh, feedback so, so anyway, <laughs> um, you know, things happen in a recording. Yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Hey, we're nurses. We're not tech. <laughs> but we we have been on air now for a year. I think we could call ourselves radio hosts now. Yeah, we are. 
radio hosts. It's never not going to be weird to say it, but yeah, we're radio. Yes, guys. And and this <laughs> month we are celebrating one year of being on air, sharing the out loud truth with you guys. So um, continuing on um, ag- again, I think, you know, and you and I both agree on this is that having a relationship with Yeshua, mm-hmm. with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is not about a religion. It's about a relationship. Right. It, it truly is. And I, I kind of shy away from organized religion. I was raised Catholic. Um, I had a parting of ways with the Catholic church. Uh, it, when I, I became pregnant, I was unmarried. I was very young. I was 17. Um, I understand that, you know, that's recognized as a sin. I, I understand that. And I was, you know, and I don't regret my son for one second. Um, but when the church refused to christen my, my child, I'm like, you are punishing my son for my sins. And, and once they, they did that, I mean, they finally uh, ended up doing it, but I had to go to the church that I had belonged to my entire life refused. And I had to go to another priest, literally crying and begging them to christen my child. And they finally did. But it was after that, that I was just like, you know what, this isn't for me. I, I just, I broke ways with, with the Catholic church at that point. Um, and, but for me, it's more about a relationship than it is about, um, the organized religion. I think it's, you know, whatever, whatever helps you to become stronger in your faith is wonderful. But for me, it's, it's just focusing on that relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing, I'm, I'm going to read this quote, um, that, that the Pope said, I believe it was the Pope. Let's see. It it was in regards. I have the link in the show. You guys could read it, Uh, but it was a document and it said those for those seeking a blessing should not be required to have moral perfection. There is no intention to legitimize anything, but rather to open one's life to God to ask for his help to live better and also to invoke the Holy Spirit so that the values of the gospel may be lived with greater faithfulness. So tell me how going against the word of God, which the Bible clearly states that, you know, that you should not lay down with another man or another woman, how giving a blessing for them to do that. Or what are we blessing here? Exactly. That's what I don't understand. And to me, it just seems like I mean, if you're not legitimizing it and you're not, I mean, there obviously there's no moral perfection. None of us are morally perfect. There's only one perfect human that ever walked this, the face of this earth. And that is Jesus Christ. So none of us are going to be morally perfect, but what are we trying to legitimize? To me, it just seems like it's virtual virtue signaling. Um, or, or they're just wanting to, you know, to up their numbers of Catholics. That could could be right. I mean, they're, they're really, you know, having a war with, uh, um, Islam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're, they're maybe wanting to, they're like, wait, how are they getting more numbers than we are? You know, they, they say, uh, I don't know. I I mean, homosexuality is not a crime, Mm -hmm. but if you are blessing and, you know, blessing a same sex union and, you know, you're not calling it a civil union, you're not calling it a marriage. You're not doing all of your rituals. It's not ritualistic. It's a blessing. 
I, I just don't understand how that adheres to the teachings of the gospel. Yeah, it doesn't. Or, and that's why I'm so confused. I would rather you just don't say anything, you know? Right. Like, I, I think that they should be, be allowed absolutely to absolutely. attend church. Exactly. You, I mean, just be respectful, be kind to everybody. You don't have to agree with someone's lifestyle to be kind to them and to be accepting of them, but you don't have to affirm acceptance does not equal affirmation. Right. Right. All right. Let's move on. We have a nurse, a young nurse, a young nurse, Andy Hoang, H-O-A-N-G, 23 years old, who began her first nursing job this year in New Hampshire with a desire to specialize in cardiac care. So doing that, she had to complete cardiac care training, which uh, I believe it was, um, advanced cardiac life support training that she was undergoing when she began to feel dizzy and nauseated and she sat down. That was the last thing she remembered um, until she woke up with a room full of doctors and nurses who had to perform CPR. So essentially she had no pulse at all. She was dead and the nurses and doctors went into action and saved her life. But what spoke out to me, and I'm sure it spoke out to you, Kimberly, is that she was a young nurse and this was her first nursing job. And what did practically all the nurses have to do this year? They all had to be vaccinated and they had to be boosted. Uh, Most of those nurses, they were not able to finish their clinicals um, and finish their nursing program. In very few cases, we know that there have been exceptions like with uh, Emily and Cammie were able to successfully sue, but most, the majority of nursing students uh, have complied and gotten their uh, injection and their booster. Right. So I don't think it's a stretch to say that it's related. No, absolutely not a stretch. Um, She is young. She is a normal weight, had absolutely no health issues. She has no um, family history of any cardiac issues. And they go in to talk about all of that. And they're just like, oh, thankfully it worked out. But it was pretty frightening. But they you never, just don't expect that to happen to someone as young as young as Andy. And nobody and that, that was the thing. I first saw this article in a um in in on a nursing forum uh, on Facebook, a nursing group. And it was just like, oh, that's so sad. Well, thank God our coworkers were there. And like these are critically thinking nurses. And I think I was one of the only ones that questioned. And I think I made a, a, you know, alluded to the fact that it was likely the vaccine. I got, I took some pretty, pretty good uh, rapid fire from the nurses in that group um, who did not agree with me. And how dare I question or try to correlate it to the vaccine or jab, let's call it that. Um, But there were, there were a couple, maybe I would say 10, There there were probably 10 nurses that agreed with me and the majority were just very hateful. Um, but these are nurses and we're supposed to be critical thinkers. How can we not right. be looking at the vaccine? At how, at, like McCullough said, and I'm right along yes. with them. It's the vaccine until proven otherwise. Absolutely. And I don't care if people think that, you know, I sound crazy or not, but that is immediately where I go. And I, mm-hmm. and the reason being is because since we are in this space, 
we have a lot of people who tell us their stories, their stories of their loved one that had a stroke, that have Parkinson's, that have neuro issues now, um, and they, you know, heart issues, and they were completely um, healthy prior to this. And how all of a sudden do we have all of these neuro issues, autoimmune issues, heart issues, um, infertility issues? Yeah. Look at, we, I was just reading an article, uh, poor Celine Dion, uh, with her stiff person syndrome. I, I, I 1000% believe that that is a result of vaccine injury. Yeah. These rare neurological conditions that we see cropping up. Um, also Bruce Willis, it's, it's fair to ask is his condition, potentially related to a vaccine injury. Um, You know, the timeline certainly lines up. Yeah. And countless celebrities, guys, right? Countless celebrities have Justin Bieber. Right. His His wife. His wife. Right. Um, So, yeah, it's like, you know. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but even the data, even even the insurance act actuators, you know, mm-hmm. their reports, we it it's it's blatant right out in front of us. And I think where I get so wild up and upset about it is because this was unnecessary. We never needed to do this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And from the very beginning, it should have been based on risk mitigation. We should have rolled it out to, you know, maybe the elderly, those with comorbidities, but the shot in every arm was such an irresponsible and short-sighted decision. And we are going to be seeing, we won't know the full ramifications of this for decades. And when we think about the pregnant women that we injected, we don't allow them to eat deli meat. We don't allow them to change a litter box, but we're going to inject you with this completely experimental uh, gene therapy. And we have no idea how that is going to affect uh, the fetuses in utero. So right. We, we, we don't won't know for decades. Yeah, absolutely. And let's celebrate. What is her name? Oh, a former nurse. Gat, Gat, uh, Maria Gat, Gata Chalian, Chalian. Um, who worked for Kaiser Permanente wins a $41 million lawsuit and retaliation for her exposing patient safety issues. So Maria was a 30 year uh, employee at Kaiser. And I guess in 2019, she took off her shoes and socks and placed her bare feet on an isolate, which is a medical device that holds sick or premature newborn babies. She was, um, uh, given a warning or something for that. Uh, but then after that, um, she started exposing and being vocal about patient safety issues in regards to understaffing. And she got fired. Um, the suit was fi- uh, filed in April of 2021, where she raised repeated concerns to management about quality of care and patient safety, um, like I said, from understaffing. And she was fired and a jury awarded her $41 million because she um, placed the value or or because Kaiser placed the value of profits ahead of patient well-being. Well, let me tell you something. When I read this, I thought, holy crap, I exposed patient safety issues, a variety of them to the government. And I did not settle with them because my 
hope in all of this is to expose the truth and to seek justice. And I just think like, wow, if, if, you know, the Lord blesses me with something like that, I am definitely blessing a ton of other people in this movement. And we are starting a nursing school. And we are, sister. <laughs> that is so necessary and needed. That nursing school is going to be something that's on my bucket list. I have no litigation pending. So, <laughs> Um, and don't, uh, don't plan on any, cause I just don't have, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a lot guys. It's a lot. You know, there's some of us that are called and that answered the call in this way. Kimberly answered the call mm-hmm. informing nurse freedom network and remnant nursing.org. Um, check, check out what she is doing to, you know, um, you know, get people out of the sick care system and helping nurses to, um, have other income and actually ha- help people the way that we intended to help people. So this was uh, an amazing victory. Who knows if she's going to get all that money, but regardless, um, she won and a jury trial concluded that she made non-frivolous allegations. Um, So, well, let's close this out because I did a post on my Instagram, uh, nurse for natives or Jody O'Malley RN. You can follow me over there. And said, I love this. (laughs) How did your job reward you for being essential? And what type of pizza was it? If your night shift, it was cold and um, (laughs) half eaten. From this night shift. So in my caption, I said pepperoni with a laughing emoji. I said, this is literally how simple nurses made it for administration to coerce an experiment. Mm -hmm. Or was it the money if you worked an extra shift during a pay period? As a federal employee, we received 25% hazard duty pay. I never got called off because we are guaranteed 40 hours a week. And we watched a lot of movies while we told people not to come to the ER unless they couldn't breathe. Uh, breathe. It was absolutely horrific. And I researched day and night. um, And because I chose faith over fear, I didn't lose my ability to critically think. And we have a lady, uh, Mary Pauline Murphy, who said, oh boy, each unit got a huge snack box every Wednesday. Plus a lot of managers provided meals like pizza or catered Olive Garden. That was during peak COVID times. I never did see hazard pay. And as a travel nurse, I'm seeing pay go way down. More work, less pay, more control being exerted by management as they learn that they could push us further. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really, this is what happens. I mean, they they hyped us up. They, you know, called us heroes. Then they gave us food and maybe a movie ticket or something. And then they divided us between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. And in the same break room. Right. Right. Um, You had to wear a mask. Right. Um, If you were around people or be six foot distance apart. And and now we're seeing really the fallout. Um, They are projecting that nurses, they will be at a deficit of over 1 million nurses by the end of this year. And, and now they're seeing, yeah, pay go way down, more work, less pay. And that's because you're, we're allowing them to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think about those travel, think about those travel rates that they were getting, nurses were making $10,000 a week. Yep. 
to travel. I could have made that as an ICU nurse. I, I got texts every day and it was really difficult sometimes to not get on a plane and go on to Texas um, for 10 grand a week. I didn't, I didn't want to leave. There were a couple of reasons why I didn't. I didn't want to leave my community because yeah. we were so short staffed and I'm like, these are our friends. These are our neighbors and our family who's going to take care of them. So I didn't want to leave because of that. The other thing is I thought it was um, hush money. Right essentially. And it was, it really, it really truly was because I know a lot of nurses that did leave and do travel assignments and never even got called. Yeah. Yeah. They were in hotel rooms just hanging Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And they were, they were getting paid regardless. So. Yeah. All right. Let's read one more and then we will close this out. Um, Let's see. Uh, I worked on MRI, radiation therapy, and CT the whole time, then was refused religious exemption and fired. They said I wasn't religious enough. Um, someone else said, Teresa said, usually muffins for from Costco or those little bunt cakes. Oh, nothing oh, like bunt cake. Nothing. Uh, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love those, those cakes. Are great. <laughs> I mean, those are bad. Don't eat those. Oh, man. We're going to go back on our fast. Yeah, someone else. <laughs> we're totally going back on our yeah. fast. We, we're going to start a whole new um, life this year, guys. The new year's coming. Yes, the new year's coming. We're going to enjoy these last few uh, days of 2023. And then we are going to change our life and our world personally. And we will bring you along with us. 100% it's time to level up Jody O'Malley. What do you think? I, I think it's, I, I think it's time I'm turning 50 in 2024 mm-hmm. and I will be the best healthiest version of myself. Amen. And I cannot wait. So guys, thank you again for joining us on nurses out loud, where we are committed to shining a light and exposing the darkness. We have been standing in the gap for you until you have the courage and the fortitude to speak up against all of these unscientific measures. We encourage you over the holiday season to please have discussions with your family and your friends. Um, You know, somebody brings something up, just ask them a question. Like Kimberly said, like, you know, something that has to do with critical thinking where it gets them to answer the question. Like why were people dying in the hospital and not being, you know, pulled uh, bodies off the street if we had so much loss. Um, There's those types of things, you know, talk about the testing that it's experimental. Um, Just hit them with facts, stay away from emotion or else that could be a very heated holiday dinner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we love you and God bless you. Have an amazing holiday season and we will see you Um, Well, yeah, I will see you next year in January because we have the week off where we will be running holiday shows um, and the nurses out loud. We are taking a break for this week. So submit your questions, share our shows, subscribe to our podcast, like, review and share all of our content and do your part in sharing the out loud truth. God bless you all. It's time